Welcome back to Creator Talks, and if you're new, welcome to Creator Talks. I am your host, Christopher Calloway. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, you're probably saying, hey, I thought this was a podcast with interviews with writers and artists, editors of comic books. Well, it is, and it shall remain so. On this episode, I will have four interviews, short interviews that I did with creators at the show. I sat down at table with them, had a few words about their work and what was going on and how the con was. But first, I want to talk about the con overall, my experience, what I thought of it, how it went, and then I'll close with the interviews with the creators. I'm actually recording this on Monday, the day after the con concluded. Now, I wasn't there all three days. As you know, Sunday was Father's Day, and I had to be home for that. I wanted to be home for that, so I was only there for two days, but boy, what I packed in two days, Friday and Saturday at that con. I'm a little sleep-deprived, a little tired, but there was so much going on, I didn't want to miss anything, so I packed my day and evenings meeting writers and artists and people at the con, and I had a great time. So I don't regret a single bit of it, and I'm so glad that I went, and I know I'll be going back next year. This con's definitely going to be on my list of ones to go to. Baltimore was the first con I went to in recent years, and then New Jersey Expo, and now I've added this one to my list, and I'm definitely going back for next year. This was the 35th anniversary this year, so this was a big deal. There were over 800 comic book creators attending, so I got to just scratch the surface. Well, let's get to it, and I'll talk about my experience here now on Creator Talks. Okay, so first off, let me start with my experience. My day started early, very early, to catch my flight to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I couldn't sleep. Uh, I slept very well overnight, but then I just couldn't sleep in as long as I wanted to. I just was too excited, so... uh, Got up about 4 o'clock in the morning, got my shower, grabbed my bag, one bag, because on my flight there was no overhead storage allowed on my economy ticket, so everything had to fit neatly under the seat. And so I had to pack very efficiently and leave room for anything I would pick up at the con, and I hadn't really planned on buying anything there, but I knew that I would pick up a few things, so, uh, you know, some prints, maybe one or two pieces of original art, and uh, some books written by the creators I wanted to interview in the future, and ones that I have already interviewed, and I wanted to get a copy of their work signed. So I took to the road, heading to Philadelphia International Airport, no traffic being that early in the morning, no problem getting to the parking garage, getting through security, and there were plenty of people there, but it moved along pretty quickly. And then just sat in the terminal waiting for my flight to board, and I was one of the last ones to board, but I did bother to uh, pay just a little extra, like I think it's like 11 bucks just to get an assigned seat, because I did not have an assigned seat. I could pay for one, and I decided to do that so I didn't have to crawl over top of anybody, and I wanted to be seated in an aisle seat, just so I'd be a little more comfortable, be a little easier to get out of my seat, but the flight was only an hour and 10 minutes, so it was really quick. And uh, I arrived early, before the con began, went to the West End, which is right across the street from the convention center where the con was being held, and I went ahead and checked in early, And of course, surprise, there's an early check-in fee. So be aware of that, folks. If you want to get to the con next year, arrive early, stay at a hotel, check into fees for early arrival because there was no way I was going to carry around my one bag, my duffel bag, all day at the con until I checked in. So uh, I had that taken care of. And uh, heading to the elevator, the first person I run into, Brian Pants Chrisman of Comic Geek Speak, one of my favorite podcasts I listen to every time there's a new episode. Wonderful guy, great sense of humor, infectious laugh, and uh, said, hi, how you doing? Good to see you, because I had seen him before. Uh, a couple times at Baltimore Comic Con, just passing by, I heard his voice, said, hey, man, and uh, also I saw him at the 10th anniversary recording of Comic Geek Speak at Golden Eagle, and uh, said, hey, how's it going? And he was just getting settled in, had already checked in, and uh, was heading over to the con to uh, see it as a fan. So uh, hopefully, on their episode of Comic Geek Speak, you'll hear a little bit about Brian's experience at the con. And so, having checked in, put my bag away, and grabbed my drawstring backpack where I packed minimal amounts of things, so I had room for books I would bring with me. I just had my desktop tripod, my pre-printed con map, and my list of people that I wanted to see and which table they were seated at, because I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time flipping through 
a uh, program to find out who was there, where they were seated, trying to navigate the floor. And I'll tell you the truth, a lot of the navigation that I did on the floor, I didn't even bother to look at the map. I mean, I had that stuff written down, but a lot of it was just dead reckoning because I just kept walking around and walking around. That's the first thing I do when I get to a con is if I get in early before the crowds and as press I got in early, I can just walk around, get the lay of the land, see where everything is, see who's already set up because most people are set up, but occasionally there's some arriving a little later. And so their table won't be set up yet, but I just make a mental note. I also made sure that I packed a few protein bars because I really don't need to eat much when I'm at the con, but I want to make sure that I do eat something because I'll just be so excited and so busy trying to meet everyone and make the best use of my time, I won't stop to eat. Uh, but I try to make sure that I manage to stay hydrated. And so I did take with me one of the complimentary bottles of water in my room, but I went through that pretty quick, and it is so easy, when even if you drink a lot of water while you're at the con, to get dehydrated. You just It's just so hard to keep up uh, with your fluids. But that's very important to do, so you don't wind up with the dreaded con crud. And it's been a day, and so far, so good. I feel okay. One of the things I also do is take vitamin C. And uh, these wellness tablets, which are basically giant vitamins that boost my immune system before I hit the floor to help fend off you know, any uh, con crud. And also, of course, take Purell and wash your hands frequently. That's always a good idea. So uh, hit the floor and then uh, walked around for a bit, checked things out, got the lay of the land, as I said. And the first thing I wanted to do besides, you know, try to schedule some interviews and do a couple of on-the-spot interviews that you're going to hear on this podcast are coming up, was to see people that I had already interviewed on the show and say hey in person. So I did see Marie Enger. She is the letter and colorist of Regression being published by Image Comics, so we chatted for quite a bit, and then uh, I picked up one of her original sketches, one of her original drawings, I should say, because it was full pen and ink with the gray tone of a werewolf, and she gave me a pretty nifty t-shirt as well to boot, so bonus. Uh, So yeah, it was great to see her in person, great to chat, and then I found Tom Zaylor, who is writing and drawing Time and Vine, being published by IDW, Really nice to see him in person. Nice guy. Then zipped over to Jim Rugg. He's working on Street Angel. He's a cartoonist as well. Wrote and drew that. We had a nice long chat about cartooning, the market, how to distinguish yourself as a cartoonist. It was really a fun conversation. It would have made a heck of an interview, but I was just there to say, hey, man, good to see you. And I did pick up from him a copy of uh, Aphrodisiac that we talked about on the podcast. And I saw it, and I'm like, man, I want to get a copy of that. And it's kind of a old throwback to the '70s black exploitation comics and movies. And he signed it for me with a little, uh, little, uh, little cartoon in there uh, of Aphrodisiac to Chris. Can you dig it, Jim Rugg? So it's about the size of a hardback book. And I'm so glad I did that because a digital copy just would not do this justice. I mean, there is like a spot finish on the back of another image. The pages, the paper, it looks like an old comic book from the 70s. So I'm really looking forward to digging into that because I have not had a chance to read everything I got at the con, obviously. I did, though, read some stuff right away when I got home, but um, I want to get to this one. So on my way, I continued to walk around say hi to people. Got a chance to see Charles Soule and got a copy of Daredevil, the trade paperback. And let's see, that's issues one through five. And it also has the all new, all different point one issue as well in there so that was really great that is uh drawn by ron garney so if you haven't been following daredevil and you want to get caught up which i did i picked up this paperback and i already read it read it in the airport waiting to come back home and so as i was walking around i bumped into brian brown editor-in-chief of word of the nerd the website that i used to write for do reviews and was on their podcast for a bit and we had talked on skype and Facebook instant message and emails, but I'd never met in person, so it was really nice to see him face-to-face. He actually lives in North Carolina, so he drove to the event, and uh, we meant to sync up for dinner, but Saturday evening I was trying to get a lot of things done before I headed back on Sunday, and I was still meeting some people who were at the con that evening, so I wanted to make the most efficient use of my time, so I'm hoping next time, please forgive me, Brian, next time, and I will be coming back to Heroes Con for sure, we'll get together, all of us the gang, and have dinner. So my apologies for not being able to do that. And I had to stop by and say hi to Francesco Francavilla, creator and writer of Black Beetle, 
of course, Afterlife with Archie, and he does a ton of covers that you'll see on many different publishers' books. And he's always taking commissions when he's at a con, but he's also very, very busy. So I did have a chance to say hi, and I did get a chance to interview him for a few minutes. So you'll hear that later on in this podcast, our brief conversation that we had. Find out how he's doing and what's in the works. And then one uh, around the con floor a little more. And then I saw Kyle Starks. He uh, works on Rock Candy Mountain. That is his comic book being published through Image. Writes and draws it. And he has Chris Schweitzer also working on the book as the colorist. And I met him as well. He was like right next to his booth. So I uh, said hi. Good to see you. Did a little talk. He hasn't had a chance to uh, catch up with Samurai Jack yet. We talked about that in our podcast and he was going to just like watch them all at once, just binge through. Hasn't had a chance yet. I did finish watching the last episode Sunday. I had DVR'd all of them because I have to watch them when I can. Hadn't had a chance to sit down and watch it. Was talking with someone at the con about it because he overheard me mention Samurai Jack. and was like, whoa, that's awesome. So we talked about it. And I said, hey, man, I haven't seen the last episode. He goes, oh, I was holding back because I wasn't sure. So I didn't want to risk any spoilers. So I went ahead and finished it last night. And... You know, did not disappoint. So if you haven't finished watching the final season of Samurai Jack on Cartoon Network, you know, you can probably see it on demand. But yeah, definitely do so. Treat yourself. And so I continued to walk the floor, ran by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I saw him at the New Jersey Expo and uh, said hello and uh, swung back later on during the con on Saturday so you could give a a nice wave to my son. I wanted to send him that picture. You might have seen it on my Facebook and Twitter because uh, Nolan, my son, remembers him from the New Jersey Comic Expo and was asking if he would be there. And I said yes. And my son didn't come with me because he has camps this summer and I couldn't pull him out of camp. And I had a lot to do at the con. So I asked Jose to please send a nice hello message to Nolan. And he got that message, which was really, really nice at Jose. And he is so popular. People get into the con early try to get in line for a commission because he books up very quickly so what they were doing was they had tickets and you could take a ticket like a raffle ticket and if they pick your number they'll call your name well actually they'll call your cell phone text you a message you have one hour to come to the table and get on his list for a commission at the con which you'll pay for the rates are posted but the problem is when the doors would open up the people that were VIPs or press would always be the first ones in line and they would always get the commission. So the same people would be getting in line and getting a chance to get the commissions convention after convention after convention. This way, it was more fair to everyone if everyone had a chance to grab a ticket, put in for it, and then see if theirs was picked. So, and, I, and I'm not sure how many he did. Maybe six. Most of the artists can do about six a day at a con. Maybe. It depends on the level of detail. But that was a nice system. It did make a lot more sense to do that. Next, I stopped over and saw Ron Randall. He works on Trekker, and he also worked on Future Quest and a lot of other things he's been working on. But I picked up from him a nice copy, a nice print of Wonder Woman that he did before the movie actually came out. But it was based upon Gail Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman. So it's a beautiful print. Uh, So I picked that up. And oh, by the way, the prints, or I should say the posters for the con... There were two. One was the Miles Morales Spider-Man, an homage to the Secret Wars issue number eight cover. And the other was a Wonder Woman poster promoting the convention. So I grabbed a couple copies of those that were there for anybody coming in, checking in for the con. And, uh, oh, they also had something that was very nice. They had some giveaways there. Uh, Besides the con posters, they also had art sets, just a sample art set that were supplied by CheapJoes.com. And uh, it was a pencil and an eraser and a pencil sharpener and also a small sample of watercolors. So I picked that up, figured my son would have fun with that when I came back. I didn't want to come back empty-handed. And he has a ton of books at home he has to read, just like his dad. So, And I had limited space. I couldn't carry too many books. I had to carry the ones I really needed to read for my interviews. Uh, so I got that for him. He liked that and played with it immediately. I mean, <laughs> practically immediately when I got home on Sunday. He dug right into that. And I'm probably mentioning who I ran to out of sequence. Uh, I can't remember the exact sequence. It's a bit of a blur. But um, on the way into the con, just forgot to mention, I ran into Mike Zek, too. He was on his way over. I saw Mike at both the New Jersey Comic Expo and also at the Greater Philadelphia Comic Expo. So uh, he was on his way in to set up. So I did see him there. I also had a chance. 
at last to interview Jim Shooter. I had a chance to sit down with him right at his table while he was signing. So I have about a 45-minute interview that I'm working on editing. I had one small technical issue. Um, the phone that I was using to record the interview, the microphone got unplugged while I was speaking to him. So the microphones that we were wearing were no longer working, but the phone fortunately picked up the whole conversation. Jim's still very clear. He's got a nice booming voice and you can make out what I'm asking him to. So, um, when I do post that interview and it'll be Monday of next week, so that'll be the 26th of June. I'll have that posted both as a podcast, a separate podcast episode coming up after this one next week. And I'll also have a YouTube video of me and Jim talking, also with some images tossed in there of the work that he's speaking about. So I'll be working on getting that edited and produced over the weekend so you can all see that on Monday. Either listen to it on the podcast or watch it on YouTube. So look forward to that. It was a really good conversation. And I also saw and did a very short interview with, and it'll be on this podcast, with Zach Kaplan. He is the creator and writer of Eclipse being published by Image Comics. And he had on his table original art from the first and second arc of the series. Some pages from the very first issue. Uh, Giovanni Timpano's art, pencil and inks, original art pages, full size. I saw that and I said, uh, are these for sale? He's like, oh yeah, very reasonable price, 150 a page. And some of them, I was just like, I got to take one of these home. And I did pick up a piece, a beautiful splash page. I think it was issue six or seven. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's the final page of the issue, a big cliffhanger. And it's just a great, great shot. So I had to have that piece of original art. So that was my big purchase of original art at the con because I didn't buy a whole lot of back issues. Uh, there were tons of back issues, Silver Age, Golden Age. There were slab books. There were high-end, very, very desirable comic books to buy. There's some so desirable the prices weren't even on them, which is if you have to ask, you probably can't afford it. But there are also ones, very inexpensive, $2, $1 boxes. I just didn't spend a lot of time diving this convention, looking through the boxes, because I had to focus on meeting people. And also, I only had so much space. Like I said, I had that one carry-on bag, and I had to be really, really efficient. And I thought, man, if I can't get this stuff all in the bag, I'm going to have to ship some home FedEx. But uh, everything worked out just fine. Didn't have to do that. So I uh, did get the chance to buy that one piece, which is a very nice piece. And I did share that. It's on Facebook, but I will also put that out there again. I also had a chance to see Kelly Sue DeConnick. I've been wanting to meet up with her and get a copy of the second volume of Bitch Planet because I didn't. I bought the first arc as single issues and then I lapsed. Sorry, Kelly Sue. So I thought, you know what? When I see her, I'll pick up a copy of Bitch Planet, the trade paperback. And there was a huge line. I was like, oh, man, I, you know, I hate to spend so much time in line to talk to one person. I mean, I want to see them, but... I'm going to miss out on seeing other people if I spend all day in this one line. So uh, I asked the person behind me, is is this for Kelly Sue? And it was actually the line for Chip Zdarsky, who was sitting right next to her. So he ha- he always had a big line, Chip Zdarsky. And, and Kelly Sue's line was right next to that one. And it wasn't as long, which I was actually I was surprised. But good for me. So I got in line, had a chance to meet her and I could not a nicer person you'd run into. I mean, she's, and she's enthusiastic. You know, they would say about Frank Sinatra that when you would meet him, he would be fully engaged. I mean, he would look at every person intently as you spoke to them and seemed very interested and very attuned to you at that moment. And that's exactly how she was with every person that came up. Big hug, did the duck face picture that she does at every con with her guests and signed a book for me. And I can't say what it says because <laughs> it's this bitch planet. It's a little bit explicit, but she did ask, is it okay if I write this? I'm mean, absolutely my, my honor, please do. And, uh, hopefully we'll have her on the show, uh, eventually soon. Um, but yeah, she couldn't have been nicer. And I was a little nervous about meeting someone of that caliber, uh, Kelly's the great Kelly Sudeconic, but she was just great. I mean, she's wonderful. So I was very happy to have a chance to meet her and pick up a copy of bitch planet. Now, sitting next to Kelly Sue was Conley Lyons, and she was on my podcast fairly recently. She did the Bitch Planet triple feature. She did one of the stories in there, and she was sitting with Jana Butterfield, 
uh, and they're both collaborating on a children's book coming out this fall. So uh, hopefully they will get a chance to come on the show and talk about that in the future. And uh, they, again, couldn't have been nicer. It was great to see her in person. And the nice thing about having your profile on your Facebook and Twitter is people say, you know, you look familiar. And that's probably the reason why. And she recognized me right away. And it was just great to see her in person. Other people I met that day, and I'm telling you, this is all in day one. I was really busy. Had a chance to meet the publisher of Aftershock Comics, Joe Pruitt, and also meet Mr. Ron Mars, who uh, had returned from a trip to Cuba, and he told me all about that. Had a chance to sample some of his new ominous comics coming up that's uh, being drawn by Bart Sears, Andy Smith, and Tom Rainey, so I got a handful of those. I'm going to be looking over, and we're going to get Ron on the show in the future, hopefully. And when I say I hope to have them on the show eventually, I just keep in mind that, you know, a lot of people want to be on the show, but they have commitments, they have conflicting schedules they have to meet. It's tough. So I don't ever say yes until it's in the can, folks, just so you know. My intention is to have everyone on the podcast that I meet, but sometimes, you know, things just don't work out. Like Jim and I tried to get together to have a conversation. It took a couple of months, but it finally happened. And uh, I just had to be patient and work with the creators to find the best time for us to get together and have a discussion. Anyway, back to the people that I saw as I was walking the floor. Ben Templesmith. I had talked to Ben at Baltimore Comic Con in 2016. In fact, I have a video of our conversation on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, and also on the website. So Ben's been traveling a lot, going to cons, working hard, and I wanted to place myself in context so he could remember me, and I reminded him how in my interview with him, he made the distinction for me between being published by someone and working for someone. And then the light bulb went off, and he remembered me, and uh, of course I did know the difference, but I misspoke, and well, you know, he's very passionate about independently owned created comics so he wanted to make sure I was very clear on that and I am very clear on that now and I also thanked him for the suggestion instead of using a uh, a stand or a tripod for my phone that was rather large and hard to carry the little flexible desktop stand uh, for your phone to which he responded ah see I can be helpful (laughs) so (laughs) great sense of humor I always enjoy seeing Ben I also met the fine folks of Scout Comics uh, James Pruitt who is Joe's brother Well, he's the editor-in-chief of Scout Comics, and uh, also James Hayek, who is the creator and writer of Solar Flare, which went from Kickstarter to Scout Comics and is now being published and will be continuing as an ongoing series. I did meet some new faces, including Mina Elwell, who is the writer and creator of Infernoch, and that's being published by Scout Comics, and I believe it's going to be out later this fall. And I also met the artist at the con, who is Eli Powell, and his artwork is very much in the style of Sean Murphy. So if you like Sean Murphy's work, then you would like Eli Powell's artwork, and he does work for Dynamite 90W2, and it is very impressive and very high-quality stuff. And I think it's really going to go places, and both he and Mina were a delight to meet. I always say everyone's a delight to me, but it's true. Everyone was really great to me, and it was a really friendly atmosphere. It was one of the best cons I'd ever been to. I'm just <laughs> really happy with it. What else can I say? Uh, I also met Alan C. Medina. Alan works on Elasticator, so I got a bunch of his comics while I was there. I think I have issues one through six, and I'm going through those now. You can hear the pages flipping as I look through them. Uh, you know, Alan will be on the show in the future, I hope, and we'll work that out into the schedule. I also had a chance to touch base again with Todd DeZago. I interviewed him the first time at the New Jersey Comic Expo. I believe it was the first New Jersey Comic Expo over a year ago. And then I briefly saw him at the very end of the Baltimore Comic Con because that was my one-day blitz of going to the Comic Con the week my second son was born. So I wasn't there very long, so I was in and out real quick. Uh, so it's just like, hey, man, how's it going? And he was packing up, and it was time to wrap it up and go. So I uh, had a chance to talk to him at the Charlotte Comic Con, and he's working on the putting together Telos. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the future. So it was uh, good to see him. And that was basically day one for me. Everything started to wind down then. So uh, I went to the J.P. Charlotte, which is the restaurant attached to the West Inn. And I, I will tell you, the West Inn Charlotte is great, clean, all modern. You know, everything's wonderfully decorated. The room was great. The food at J.P. Charlotte, let me tell you, when you travel, you're not going to starve over there. 
in Charlotte because all the food's great. I didn't have anything that was bad or disgusting. <laughs> Not that I expected to, but it was really good food. I was a little thirsty after a long day walking around, so I grabbed a nice IPA, one of my favorites. It's called Hop, Drop, and Roll. <laughs> so that was made within like 15 miles of the restaurant. So it was local beer, which was what I wanted to try. And so then I decided uh, for dinner I would have the JPC Classic Burger. And I forwent the fries for uh, some berries just to kind of balance out the meal so I wasn't eating too many carbs. I had to offset that IPA somehow, so I had just some fruit with it. And then the offer came for a dessert. Now, normally I don't eat dessert. But I thought, you know, I'm here on a nice little trip, and I want to enjoy myself at the end of the day. So I said, well, okay, sure, what do you have that's light? And they had a vanilla bean panna cotta, which was walnut mango chutney with fresh mint and honey drizzled over it and around it. And the honey was harvested from the rooftop of the hotel. Now that's local. <laughs> so, and this was about the size of a candy bar. And it was really good, but not very heavy. And so then after that, there was the bar area at the hotel. And I went over after dinner and all these people were there. It was packed. It was a madhouse. People fighting to get to the bar to get a drink. The bartender and the waiters were all going crazy trying to keep up with the throng of people coming in. And, uh, yeah, I just I saw some of the writers and artists that were at the con, hung out with them, and it was really a good time. And I usually don't have time to do that at a con, uh, you know, with my family, like at Baltimore or in New Jersey. I take my son with me, so I'm not out after dinner. So this really gave me a chance to... Uh, uh, talk to people some more, just in a more relaxed atmosphere, a loud partying atmosphere, but, you know, more relaxed off the con floor. So that was great. And uh, I didn't get to sleep till about midnight. And then I was up again the next morning about 5 a.m. as I could not sleep in. I was just too excited. Too much was running through my head. So I got out of bed and I made all my notes from the day before, you know, who I saw and what we talked about and just got everything organized. Then down to the gym because I had to work off that IPA. Spent about an hour in the cross trainer. A little cool down, some calisthenics, uh, shower, and then I was ready to go. And uh, I keep my meals light when I'm on the go like that, uh, walking the con floor. So I got myself a nice uh, latte, skinny vanilla latte, at the Starbucks, which is in the Charlotte Marriott. which was very convenient. There's also one in the convention center, but it's right there. Uh, grab a banana as well because I want my potassium because I wanted to be hydrated all day. So I wanted to have that potassium. So again, you know, light breakfast, headed over to the con. Huge line Saturday morning. I mean, it was out the door and wrapped around the building. And with the press pass, I got in. So I was like, whew, man, that would have been quite a wait just to get in. And uh, walked the floor, took a look around, and uh, there was Francesco Francavilla. And I said, hey, man, because I, I see him every time he's at a con that I'm at. I always make sure I go by and say hi. Even if I'm not asking for a commission or asking for anything, I just want to say, hey, um, Francesco Francavilla did a commission for me back in 2013. It was the first con I had gone to in years. And I asked for a Sandman commission from Sandman Mystery Theater. And he drew one of the Sandman standing there. It looks almost like it's in the rain holding his gas gun. A uh, nice ink and gray wash uh and this was this was before he really became super hot he was already in demand at the time so his prices were just a little lower at the time i asked for that commission so i'm glad i got it when i did so it was nice to talk to him and i did interview him later went back uh towards the end of the day because he was very busy he had been up at night working on commissions and covers and uh he had to get a lot of those wrapped up, and it was still. Saturday is a very busy day at the con. That's a day for families. Cosplayers turn out in droves. It's like peak day of an event like that, a three-day event, the uh, the first weekend day. So I said, sure, I'll stop back later on. And so I had a chance to actually spend some time and talk to Eli Powell and interview him. And again, he was the one working on the book with Mina Elwell, and that's being published through Scout Comics. And he's also doing work uh, being published through. Other publishers like IDW and Dynamite, and we talk about that, and um, that's on this podcast here, so you're going to hear a quick interview with uh, Eli, and he was a lot of fun to uh, talk to. And then I moved on to, let's see, oh, Amy Chu. Stopped by her table, set up my little tripod, and did a quick interview, and we talked about the comics she's worked on, Kiss and Red Sonia, and of course Poison Ivy, and of course we also talked about food. 
because I see Amy's Instagram and she's always posting some of the wonderful dishes that she finds while she's traveling and going to cons because she wants to experience the area as well. So she's like, hey, I'm not just here for the con. You know, she wants to check out the Good Eats too and she certainly does find them and post them on Instagram. So it makes my mouth water when I see those wonderful dishes. And so I share with her what I enjoyed uh, the previous evening at the restaurant at the hotel. And then after speaking to Amy, I stopped by Bud Root's table. Now, Bud's stuff is gorgeous. He is a wonderful person, first of all. Very nice guy to chat with. He's uh, very warm, uh, just very down-to-earth. And a lot of his art is the good girl art, which, um, frankly, (laughs) I can't hang that in the office. I really don't want to hang it at home either. But, man, he's very good at it. And he does a great job, too, with monsters like universal horror monsters and dinosaurs it's just a fabulous artist so um hopefully i'll have him on the show too so we can chat uh but i picked up a couple of his prints one is a tribute to bernie wrightson who passed away this year and actually a little bit of a chuck berry tribute in there as well in that same print and there is a print that he had i just had to get it's a really great print of batman and robin going up the side of a building and the building is filled with his arch enemies, uh, both from the Batman 66 series and that kind of portrayal, and other ones that have never been on the series, like Two-Face, and it's really good. I mean, you probably see it on his Facebook page. He's posted it, but I, I had to have that and the tribute to Bernie Wrightson, so I have those two prints that I picked up. Now, I did manage to hit a couple of panels. I usually don't hit a whole lot of panels only because I'm so busy At a convention when I'm there in a press capacity to meet people and get a few interviews. Um, I did go to two in particular because Saturday only, Roy Thomas was at the convention and I did want to get a chance to catch up with him. And of course, Brian Crispin was there, pants. He was certainly going to be at each of those panels, so I also saw him there. Uh, Yeah, the first one was uh, a panel about tomorrow's publications. And tomorrow's does some great, I mean, really good, 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 good stuff. I'm talking articles that are well-researched, scholarly-type work uh, going into comics. Like Alter Ego is one of the publications. Comic Book Creator is one of the publications. I would definitely check that one out. If you like this podcast, you're going to like that particular magazine. And the panel I went to focused on tomorrow's publications. And Eric Nolan Weathington was the moderator of the panel. It says here he would sit down and discuss publications with Roy Thomas of Alter Ego and Michael Urie of Back Issue. And I have some, I want to take some exception here. He did not sit down. He was standing the whole time. But again, very well moderated uh, panel. Talked a bit about uh, Fu Manchu and Master of Kung Fu Shang-Chi and how Fu Manchu wound up in the comic book. That was a great little story there by uh, Roy Thomas. And then I popped into another panel Roy Thomas was on. Uh, That one was the All-Star Squadron panel. It was in the same room as earlier that I went to. And it was, uh, let's see, Roy Thomas was there, Jerry Ordway, and Avell Jones. And they discussed the book. And they also had a moment of silence before the panel kicked off in memory of Rich Buckler, who recently passed away. And he was one of my favorite artists. So I sat through half of that, and I popped over to pants and said hey i gotta take off man i have to go interview francesco francavilla because he's not available until five o'clock so i got a bolt so um i run down and i did talk to francesca francavilla and uh that was my last few moments on the con floor before the end of the day and i knew it was going to be the end of it for me for that weekend because i was heading back on sunday so i connected with a few other creators before i headed out grabbed dinner and uh that evening i had again dinner at the same restaurant in the hotel because I enjoyed it so much the night before, I did it again. And let's see, I had a vegetable burger. Now you say, oh, it was a handmade veggie burger with a farm fresh egg on top. I'd never had that before, and it was really good. Had to use a fork, though. That's not something you can eat with your hands. It does tend to fall apart a bit. It was really, really good. And, of course, a side of fruit. And I also had a local beer. I think I might have had Stop, Drop, and Roll again. I can't remember if I had that or if I had something different. It was that good. I can't remember. (laughs) No, it wasn't that strong. Uh, I just had one while I was just sitting there having my dinner. And then I went back to my room, and I decompressed for a bit because I was going to go head back to the uh, hotel bar and say hello to some friends I met at the con. 
and also uh, have a chance to uh, just catch up with some of the writers and artists again before I had to head out. And oh, I almost forgot to mention, and I do want to mention, that while I was walking the floor and meeting people, I also met uh, another gentleman. I met Richard Rivera, and uh, he has a book. I was told to go check out by the folks at the, actually it was uh, James Hayek over at the Scout Comics. He said, you know, you should go check out Richard Rivera's work, Stabity Bunny. Yes, he has, uh, he had the single copy there of number one, and he also had the hardback of the whole series to date, uh, Stabity Bunny. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, well, with a name like that, I have to go check this out. So I did. And also standing right next to him, Working at the booth was Wayne A. Hall of Wayne's Comics Podcast. So I ran into another podcaster there. So that was great. Nice to see him. Say hello because I'd listened to his podcast. So uh, that was great. Bonus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry if I'm jumping around a bit here, but there was just so much going on and I'm still a little tired. I'm probably going to be tired for most of this week until I get caught up on my sleep because I only got about four or five hours per night, Friday night, Saturday night. So, you know, it throws me off a bit. Uh, something else I want to mention about the con itself too is that in the near the entrance there was a stage set up, and there were rows of chairs in front of the stage, and on the stage were artists drawing, painting, and those items are going to wind up in the art auction. So you could watch them in progress making these works of art, check them out, and then bid on them. Now I did not because I was just way way too busy. I used the seats as a place to rest and kind of check my belongings, make sure everything was packed properly, make sure I had all my notes or take notes or make phone calls, check email, etc. cetera. Um, but there was some really great stuff up on that stage, which was auctioned off that evening at 8 p.m., co-hosted by DMC of Run DMC. So sorry I missed that. But again, I was just saying so long to everyone at the hotel bar. And again, I didn't get into bed until midnight, but it was well worth it because I, I had some time to spend and chat with a lot of folks. One other thing I wanted to mention about the con, uh, neglected to mention, that there was a display of Jack Kirby art, because there was a uh, centennial celebration with the Kirby Museum at the con at 5 p.m. on Saturday. I did not make it to it, but they had, and I'm not sure if it was all original art or if they were reproductions of the art. My guess, probably reproductions, because it would be too dangerous and too risky to take the art out. And so at the booth, there was all these covers of Kirby art on display as they appeared in publication. And when you lifted the page of the cover art, underneath would be either the original, or I guess probably more likely a scan of the original pencil and ink art. So that was really great to see. So you had a taste of what was in the Kirby Museum at the convention. So that, in a nutshell, was my convention experience. I was up the next day early. Um, I could not sleep again in fear of missing my flight. So I woke up around 4, 5 o'clock, got a shower. Nothing was open yet as far as getting coffee. So I just got a cab, went to the airport, hung out for like an hour until my flight was uh, called to board. Did read my Daredevil trade paperback volume 1 while I was sitting there. Got on the plane and basically nodded off most of the way home. I was just too tired, and I was back in good old Delaware by uh, 10.30, back home. I had a nice, wonderful breakfast my wife made for me for Father's Day, and got my Father's Day gifts, and then went out and saw the fathers, her father and my father, and then came home and just kind of stared at the wall because I was just so tired <laughs> and so out of it. I just wasn't thinking straight, so uh, I didn't record anything or work on anything that day. It just kind of put things away, uh, looked at my prints that I picked up from the con. I actually did read some of the comics that I got at the con and then uh, just kind of got things straightened up and began working on this podcast here. So now without further ado, I'd like to take you to four of the interviews that I conducted while I was at the con. They're not very long. They're about uh, five to six minutes each. And uh, I interviewed four people for this particular podcast. I talked to Zach Kaplan, the creator and writer of Eclipse, being published by Image Comics. I also talked to Amy Chu, who has Kiss and Red Sonia being published by Dynamite. And I talked to Eli Powell. Again, he's working on Infernoct, and I hope I didn't say that wrong earlier. It's Infernoct. And uh, he also does work that is being published by IDW and Dynamite that we talk about. And then finally, I talked to Francesco Francavilla just to round out my interviews while I was on the floor. Now, there will be a separate episode coming up next week with my discussion with Jim Shooter. 
because it's a much longer conversation that is a podcast in and of itself. And so that's coming up next Monday. But now let's go to the con floor with my interviews Friday and Saturday. I'm here with Zach Kaplan. Hi. Zach's on the podcast. Yeah. He's here at Heroes Con yeah. in Charlotte, North Carolina, 2017, 35th year that yeah. they've had the con. And you're here with Eclipse. That's right. How's it going so far? It's been great. It's been, uh, yeah, it's an awesome con. The, the number of creators and artists here is crazy, so it's been, it's exciting. And you're on your second arc of Eclipse now? That's right. In fact, issue eight comes out Wednesday, but we have it here today, so uh, that's been pretty cool. Everybody comes up. I've got a lot of fans coming up, and I get to surprise them and say, I got eight right here, so uh, that's pretty exciting. And that's the end of the arc, yeah. yeah. And so what kind of a reception have you heard so far since you've been here? What kind of comments are you getting from people at the con? I mean, it's it's been surreal. It's uh, I, I got a lot of fans all over the country and it's it's crazy to, to think and it's you know people tell me they got it a lot of times people come up and they they're bringing me the book to sign they've got subscriptions in their shop so um it's super exciting but you're still zach you I haven't changed I know. you're still the same guy <laughs> well it's my it's my first book and so i still am just a, a little i'm a lot i'm still along for the ride you know uh um i mean i i always wanted to to do this and now now that I'm doing it it's just all, all kind of happening and it's uh, an incredible success story because it's your first comic yeah, yeah. And it has done so well I mean this thing always sells out and we had we had also uh, it was just announced that uh, 9 through 12 is uh, we're gonna be doing 9 through 12 hundred percent I mean they, okay. they had always told us that there was a good shot at doing doing more on they said ongoing but uh, uh, Top Cow officially gave us the go-ahead. We're talking March for uh, a release because okay. uh, we got to get it all together. But uh, uh, and then I think there's a good chance we'll we'll keep going after 12. So um, it's it's crazy. I mean, to, if this thing goes to 12 or 16 or 20, it's just very it's very surreal. Well, publishing for Image, you have a chance. Top Cow and Image, you have a chance to take a little hiatus in between arcs. Yeah, you get a chance to catch your breath, catch up on other projects. Yeah, and uh, you don't have you? Did you notice any kind of drop between arcs? I mean, your fan base is probably pretty loyal now you're probably seeing a pretty steady yeah consistent it, it, it um it's it stayed from five to eight it stayed yeah. it stayed very it, it stayed regular which was yeah. i think what they were looking for and once they saw that we had kind of hit a regular stuck. following and yeah. we had stuck uh that was the indication so uh yeah. are you just like kicking off the con season for yourself you have more oh, lined yeah. up crazy I mean, uh i'm doing uh, <laughs> uh yeah i'm doing uh I just did Comic Palooza in Houston, then Heroes Con, Denver Con, San Diego, Fan Expo Canada, Rose City, uh, probably going to be doing New York, LA. Uh, we'll see if there's a couple others in there. So, <laughs> so yeah. Do you get a chance? I mean, I know you're promoting, you're meeting your fans, the most important thing. But do you get a chance to meet any of your heroes and legends while you're at the cons at all? I try. I'm also. Uh, I still get a little intimidated sometimes, so I, I, uh, I mean, I read all these image books and all this stuff, and I still get a little uh, hesitant to go up to some people. So, uh, but I, I, I try to get around to. They're just like you and me. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, I'm telling you, people. I, I feel the same way sometimes. Like, oh, geez, Kelly Sue DeConnick. I don't know. I'm gonna go meet, and I met her today. Yeah. Nice, super nice, super friendly, great, funny. I mean, yeah. just wonderful. Everybody's Greg, been wonderful. Greg Rocco was at C2E2. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I oh, know I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it? I couldn't do it, not this time. Maybe not another time. Oh, you like me when you don't do it, you go, why didn't I do it? Why no, I was it? like, I'm, I, I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I ask that question so, when I read it? <laughs> so, yeah. He had a giant mass of people, and I was just like, uh, uh. next time. But, yes, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just the same, but... Uh, same as everybody else out there. You know, it's amazing. I'm glad I stopped by. Of course, first of all, say hi in person. Yeah, yeah. You brought some of the artwork from the yeah. first issue. It is. Well, can we hold the? It's crazy. You, yeah. So, so give, I give a gander. I told Giovanni since I was going uh, on this nonstop con ride this year, send me some art. So it just came. I just got to bring it. So he sent me this this binder, and you can see this is the original art that he. Uh, that he used to do Eclipse and I mean, you know, Jeff Darrow Mobius inspired, it's super detailed, it's really intense and, and fantastic and so so I'm selling it at the con. So uh, if you're an original art person or you just love the book, you should come by and take a look at it. Uh, um, I told him I don't want to make anything, I just uh, whatever he wants to sell it for, I'll sell it and uh, I just want to let people see it because it's it's so crazy. And I, 
I can tease this without saying, but he, we're also taking a little bit of a hiatus because he got the opportunity to go draw something awesome that I can't, uh, it's not my place to announce, but when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, that's awesome that he's doing it. So he's he's on his way too to just taking off too, of course. You've both really taken off and it's it's been through this story. I mean, and looking at that art, it doesn't do justice looking at it here on the screen. If you see it in person, yeah, you have to, yeah. your, your jaw will just hit the floor. Just the level of detail. I think he's drawing like rocks and everything. Every little piece of rubble's drawn in there. Yeah, I mean, just the, yeah, the level of detail is crazy. He's taking shortcuts. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he, he's a uh, perfectionist, yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Is there anything else you want to show us? I want to let you get back to commerce and work here, but is there any other covers or anything you want to? Uh, no, I mean, I got issue eight right ah, here. This, this comes out on Wednesday, but we happen to have it. I'm excited for you to read it so you can uh, tell me how, how, how we did with the end of the arc here. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited because it, it it's uh, it's closer to five, you know five through eight. It's it, it, it wraps it up, and I'm uh, and and uh, I'm excited about that issue. So uh, so yeah, that's awesome. all I got. Well, Zach, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Great to meet you. Great in to person meet you again. Too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. At HeroesCon. Have we not met in person? I don't think we've ever met in person. I think this is the first time we've, we've talked. Good lord. But and, you know, of course, with, with social media, you, you see the picture. Yeah. Like you, you've seen the person. Yeah. You, but we've never met in person. I guess not. No. This is. I know. I've, I've been to. Uh, New Jersey Comic Expo and Baltimore Comic Con. No, we haven't. First time. That's how personable a guy he is. <laughs> I, feel like I, I felt like I've been talking to him for forever. I'm like, hey, old friend, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, in all sincerity, I was like, I felt like we had met before. I no, I talked to people, and they're like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. That was a great day. And, and sometimes I, I haven't even talked to them yet, but they feel like they, they know. You're a personable guy. I've had people do that. I was talking to uh, Rob Bruce. And he, uh, you've seen him on comic book men probably. Yeah. And I saw him at the comic book shop, my local comic book shop. He said, like, hey man, how you doing? I said, good Rob. Like, I thought maybe he recognized me or something. Because yeah. uh, long story short, I had been on the show as a, as a walk-on, as like a purchaser of a book. You thought maybe he recognized you from and that? He, I thought he did. And he starts telling me about selling books and stuff. I said, how's it working out for you? Yeah, it's all right, he's talking business. And he says, do I know you? I said, um, I don't think you think, I'm who you think I am. But uh, hey, man, it's good. Tell me more. Maybe, so, maybe that's just your quality. You just, just have a like people like think they know you. I would get that. They're like, you know, you look familiar. I said, is it a good thing? Have yes. you seen me in post office? Yeah, that's I mean, that, no, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't think you look like a post post office type. I don't think. But so. that that always cracks me up. I said, well, if there's a doppelganger, I hope he's doing good things. Yeah. <laughs> but again, pleasure meeting Thanks you. Thanks so much for stopping Best by. Best of yeah. luck, and thank I'm you very much. Thanks for supporting. Eight. Thank you. Thank you. I am here at Heroes Con. Day two in Charlotte, North Carolina, with Amy Chu. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. How's the con going so far for oh, you? It's awesome. I always love Heroes Con. It's like the best. I shouldn't say the best, you know, because I go to other conventions. And it's the best. I well, this has been the best so far, and I always like Baltimore because it's a creator-owned, or yeah. creator, you know, creator comics, very creator-focused, and here, same thing, mm -hmm. and it's been great. And you're here with. All of your work that you've done lately, Kiss, Poison Ivy, and Red Sonia. Now, Kiss, I wouldn't have thought Amy Chu was going to do a Kiss comic book. If, you know, someone said, guess what she's doing. I wouldn't have thought you would be in for that. Well, that's the whole point, right? I mean, um, <laughs> I like to surprise people. Uh, and, and, and if you think about it, honestly, I mean, professionally, I think it's just a good... Uh, it's an obvious gig, you know? This is my chance to do ensemble, you know, for kids. Um, Kiss has been around forever, like Red Sonia and comics. So this is like taking on, you know, legacy. So if I can do something good with Kiss, that's awesome. And if it's terrible, people will still buy because it it's Kiss. So it's a no-brainer <laughs> for me. Um, you know, and it's also it's just one of those things where um, uh, there's just so much opportunity with Kiss. You know, the uh, a, a they like my pitch, so I'm like, all right, we're we're on because um, I'm doing Kiss in the future. Kiss. You know, sci-fi. Right. And right. if you're if you're down with that, then which they were, it was it's fantastic. So. What are some of the comments you've heard of people coming up to the table? Um, from Kiss or Red Sonia people, because well, everyone's different. <laughs> right. Well, let's start with Kiss. Okay, Kiss. Um, you know, so Kiss fans are amazing. First of all, and I will confess, um, I thought. KISS fans would be a lot more uh, monolithic. It turns out KISS fans are very diverse. I mean, across the board, 
everyone's come up to me, men, women, kids, are like, oh my God, they're either like, oh my God, Kiss Comics, you know, they're very interested, or, oh, I remember the Kiss Comics from back in the day, and then they get interested, or they, they love the covers, um, but I, what I do get, which I appreciate the most, are the ones who are like, yeah, I bought the comic, um, and I actually liked it. I only bought it for the cover because I wanted to kiss, you know, they have like a kiss museum in their basement okay. or something. Yeah. That kind of like thing. Like anything kiss. Which yeah. is fine, you know? Um, but when they read the comic, they're like, well, this is really cool. I'm like, okay, that that is what I'm looking for. Yeah, you they know? got That's, beyond the cover and read the book, That validates actually. me <laughs> as, as, a, as a creator and as a writer. And, and um, Kuber Ball is like doing, he's the artist. Mm -hmm fantastic job on the art it's you know um, I can't say enough good things about him and his wife is a colorist so it's just like and they're they're huge kiss fans so if you read the comic it just it just vibrates with like kiss fandom because the letter is also a kiss fan oh, well, so perfect. There you go. Easter eggs galore it's crazy it's crazy yeah and the Red Sonja fans, what are they saying? The Red Sonja fans say, okay, so the same thing, and I don't take offense at this. They're like, oh yeah, we were kind of skeptical about this Red Sonja in the future, but we really like it. Keep keep it up. I've gotten a lot of that here. Like, keep up the good work. I'm like, awesome. Let's, as long as you're reading it, this is good. Skeptical. I was yeah. I was thrilled to see that because I remember there was a what if, I believe there was a what if Marvel yeah. comic where Conan went to the future. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and she did, actually, yeah, here, here. I have a little, I, 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 visual aids. Visual aids. <laughs> so this is the first time she comes into the future. Future. She goes into our our future, which yeah. is now past, because this was the 70s. Uh, but she only makes a brief appearance, and um, I will not take credit for that. Obviously, it happened then, but it happened so briefly. Yeah. And uh, the people at Dynamite were like, "Hey, I, are you interested in doing something like this?" And I'm like, "Of course." You know, again, it's the same thing with Kiss. Is that um, it's cool to do something different, and if you can do it well and people like it, then. You know, um, but the skepticism, and I understand. You know, sometimes things can get gimmicky, right? right and if it's yeah. not done well, I know I'm going to hear about it. So I'm, I'm just relieved that people are really enjoying it. Oh, it's it. done well. Oh, good, I, good, I, good, I like good. to read it. I, oh, good. I fell behind. That's why I came by and picked up everything I missed because I knew Amy would be here and I could get caught up. Which is a good thing. I mean, this is this is the test, right? I got around. I, I like to go to a lot of um, stores, and if they're sold out, you know, and they, you know, it's it's just like wow, that's that's pretty awesome, you know. And that's that's great, but if they're sold out, if you like it, you better pre-order it. Otherwise, yeah, you might yeah. not get a copy, and that's really important. This is what happens. Any so. creator, if you know, selling at the table is great, but it's not the same as Diamond getting the pre-orders and seeing what the volume looks like. Right. So it's, this it's, is what happened with Poison Ivy too. You know, basically, um, it uh, sold out. If you didn't pre-order it, I still have people. I had somebody come by. Do you have a number two? I actually do have a number two. But you know, you should have pre-ordered it, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So okay. have, have you had a chance to see any of the sites uh, at all um, around the area? Not just the I do try floor, to walk. I, I do try to walk because I really enjoy, um, uh, this is one of my favorite eating cities. Yes. Food here is fantastic. It is. I uh, went out with a bunch of the artists last night um, and had a fantastic meal at King's Kitchen. Okay. We did it up. Um, they were unfortunately out of fried chicken, which I'm like, really? Uh, <laughs> Uh, but we had some great, I had some amazing fried oysters. Like, this is a, a confession. I do choose conventions to go to based on the food landscape. Ah, okay. I was just in Philadelphia <laughs> for Wizard World, which is right across from Reading Terminal, which is, has yeah. like the best oh, yeah. donuts, mm -hmm. right? I, yeah. I don't want you to think I, all I am is about eating, but if I'm going to a convention. <laughs> You're gonna eat right, darling. I gotta eat right. I'm like, I'm happy to be like talking to fans and signing and, 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 and talking about Red Sun and Kiss, but I want good food. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm staying at the West End and I went down there for, um, for dinner and they said, you would like dessert? Now, usually I don't get dessert, but I thought, yeah, I'll try dessert. And they had a mango chutney oh. with fresh mint okay. and honey. And the honey is made on the root. It had the, the bees up there. Actually, that's where they get the honey no from. Yeah, so that's that. about as local as you can get. Wow. And I, it was fantastic. It's oh, about the size of a candy bar. Okay. You might want to check that out because I've seen your Instagram posts with the food when you're yeah. traveling. So I thought, you know, I bet you Amy would like this. So. You, it's really good. Really I, good. I do like my food. Yeah. Well, Amy, thank you so much. Oh, sure, thank I you. you back to work, and uh, this is day two. Come by and see Amy before this whole thing's over with. Yeah, aisle uh, 1300, yeah. Yes, 13, aisle 1300. 13. Yeah, so right. thanks so much. Thank you. I'm here with Eli Powell. Hey, what's up? Artist extraordinaire, working on Yakuza Demon Killers. 
Yep. Yakuza. Show me when the cover. Yakuza Demon Killers uh, first first trade arc uh, came out uh, a few months ago. Uh, oh, had a lot of had a lot of fun working on it uh, throughout oh. last year and the year before. Um, worked with some awesome people. My writer Amit Chauhan, uh, colorist K. Michael Russell, letterer Marshall Dillon. Uh, they're all amazing people. So, and it's being know. published through IDW. Yeah, out through IDW, creator-owned. Uh, yeah, should check it out, maybe. Your um, art influence. Who was your art influence? It's a very gritty style. They're yeah, a very dark, horror-looking style. I mean, I, I, Sean Murphy's my number one. Um, goes all the way back, you know, through Jock uh, to Brian Bolin to Bernie Wrightson. Um, so a little, little here and there, you know. So if you're not familiar with Eli's work, you like Sean Murphy's? Okay. That's yeah. the style in which it is, so you have some idea. So you definitely want to check it out. You'll be here today and tomorrow at the yep. con. And you're also working on something coming down the road, Intronaut? Yep. Here's a copy of that. That'll uh, be coming out through Scout Comics. Yeah, through uh, Scout. Uh, this is the pre preview. Um, issue one's done. I think that'll be out in October for New York Comic Con. Um, and yeah, it's going to be four issues. Uh, crazy uh, horror, kind of uh, paranormal. Uh, radioactive type vibe to it. Uh, really, really interesting, I think, though. I've had a lot of fun. This is the Ashcan copy. Yeah, yeah. And it looks good. looks really good. Thanks. So uh, that's <laughs> through Scout Comics coming up. This will be in the fall, so look for it. And, you know, when it comes out, Diamond Previews, pre-order, folks, because, I mean, it really helps the artists and the writers if you pre-order that way. Diamond has some idea how successful the book is. You buy it after the fact, that's great. After they're already out, you know, you buy them at cons, it's wonderful. It helps the... Uh, the creators, but really pre-order those. I, I can't yeah. say that enough. Um, so you've been here in Charlotte. You had a chance to go out, enjoy any of the yeah. food. I was just talking to Amy Chu about some of the food. So uh, what have you tried that you really liked so, out here? So uh, we went to a burger place. I forget what it's called exactly, but uh, they had some amazing kind of craft burgers, craft uh, drinks and everything. Um, I'm from Seattle, Washington, so it the downtown area kind of reminds me of that in terms of the intimacy and the uh, just the, the closeness that everything has to it and it's just a, a wonderful vibe I think um, I think a couple days ago um, my girlfriend and I were just walking around looking for a place to eat uh, we stumbled upon kind of a, a, a rooftop concert uh, where they host like local bands and stuff and that was really fun um, just kind of every Thursday that happens uh, now is this your yeah. first Heroes Con yeah first time in Charlotte first time at Heroes yeah me too yeah. and it's a great city I, yeah, it's a really I good location it. Yeah. for it yeah the, I, it's hot though I'm, I'm from Seattle where it's okay. rainy so <laughs> yeah, it's a little I'm, humid I would stop sweating I don't think but uh, <laughs> you know that's fine that's cool <laughs> well Eli thanks so much yeah yeah I really have a great it, yeah. time and uh, we'll be talking to you soon on the podcast cool cool yeah stay Sounds tuned good. thank you thanks day two with Francesco Francavilla hey guys now Francesco all day you're doing commissions yes you're working hard and then i see and i follow you on social media and at night you're doing pages and covers yeah i'm uh, a madman i am like a <laughs> show us this guy look over at here. that <laughs> what, what time do you get a chance to turn in what kind of i know you do crazy hours you're taking espresso and i see all the things you're making just to stay awake you know um <laughs> uh, yeah i mean uh I like to drink coffee, but I'm getting to the point where caffeine is not even working anymore. Uh oh. Uh, I know. <laughs> I really don't want to go to cocaine, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying other things. I'm uh, actually just found out there is like a, a, a Argentinian uh, tea. It's uh. called the mate. And yes, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, rich in caffeine, so I'm. I'm I'm giving it a try. Give it a shot. It's almost like switching up antibiotics. Give it yeah? a shot. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> no pun in that. Not that. But it's like switching up an antibiotic. You know, yeah. once your body gets used to it, right. hey, try a different one. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it seems to be uh, working so far. Also, apparently helps uh, fog the foggers. Yeah, not too jittery or, yeah, yeah. or hyper. Yeah. Uh, what pages were you working on last night? Can you share? Or is that still something under wraps? Last night? Yes. Oh, uh, no, I was taking Carol Commission. So okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I did a cover yesterday, yesterday morning, a cover for Marvel. Okay. Uh, and it is for, uh, uh, you know, they're doing the Venom verse. Yes, yes. So uh, it's, it's going to be a variant for that, uh, that series. Okay, and I've seen some of your cover work. It's out, you can't miss 
Franco's cover work. I mean, it's everywhere. He did something for Scout Comics for Mindbender. He did a variant cover for them. Mm -hmm. I think it was issue two, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Black Beetle, uh, Kara Vosek. Is that how I mm -hmm. say it correctly? It's the, it's the latest story, yeah. And that was your latest story that was in... Uh... Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please. Someone's picking up their commission. Another happy customer. Yes. And another fan that's happy. Um, so the heart, the trade's coming out, I think, September 6th, the collected edition. Yeah, um, for, Kara, for Kara Boschak, it's going to have the same uh, art cover treatment of No Way Out. So it's going to look good side by side. Side by side on the bookshelf. Hey. Yeah, and uh, I'm already working, I started working uh, on uh, on the sequel of No Way Out. Oh, all so, right. So um, I'm going to try to get as many issues done before we solicit. So it's coming out. When it comes out, it will be, you know, a regular release. Now, you said the sequel to No Way Out. Were you originally planning to do that second after the No Way Out? And then yeah. this other one came in place? Well, yeah, Karabozhak is chronologically before No Way Out. So, and it was a bit of the debut of Black Beetle on my Pop Sunday blog 10 mm -hmm. years ago or so. Mm -hmm. So, when they asked me to do a story for Dark Horse Presents, I thought that was the a perfect uh, story because it's uh, self-contained yeah. uh, and I understand again it's coming out after No Way Out but chronologically it's before No Way Out but it also kind of um, gives some uh, more information on maybe some of the questions that came out in No Way Out so in a way it has a, 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 a good you know a sequence of uh, storytelling in a way yeah an afterlife with Archie, there's not a particular schedule for it. And this one that comes out, it comes out, and the audience is always still there. So, uh, where are we right now with Afterlife with Archie? Like, what issue are you, have you worked I'm, on I'm lately? working on issue 11. Okay, issue yeah, 11. So, yeah, yeah, we're back, uh, uh, we're back uh, uh, trying to bring out the last uh, two issues for the second arc anyway. Okay. So, which is 11 12. Uh, so and then after that, I'm not sure how still how I'm gonna work. Probably it's gonna be uh, kind of uh, television style uh, okay, format. Okay, seasonal. Yeah, 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 yeah Season yeah. one, season two. So that break. people don't have to wait between issues, but right. we we'll wait between seasons. Okay, that's, that sounds like a really I, good. Yeah, thing. I think it's, it's better that way. Yeah. And you have um, your prints here. Well, I think maybe most of your prints are gone already. I got uh, I got prints. I got uh, I brought some books. Prints uh, and books. Yep. yep. And uh, original art. This is a uh, Eroscon is heavy on uh, sketches. Uh, lots of people come here to just get sketches from their favorite artists. Yeah. And uh, since I don't sell original art, that's a good way to get some original art. I mean, not sell in, in general, but I do original art at the show on commission. So. It's a good chance to get something. So it's been a good show. No, no disasters, no problems. No, except the internet doesn't work. Right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the internet's always a problem trying to get a good connection because of you know right. the bandwidth being sucked by all the fans and everybody and here I, trying to I, work. We are so connected now that you go without Twitter for an hour. Say, uh, what's going on in the world? What I'm missing? Apparently, I, I was missing a few things yesterday. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> we need a break every once in a while. So far for me, it's gone pretty well. I've only yeah. had one problem, and I was walking around, and suddenly my backside felt moist. Oh. And my Purell had broken open on my backpack and uh -huh. slid on my backside. But it's Purell, so it dries fast. And the other great thing about this con, Dyson Airblades. You yeah. know, you can wash up and, you know, one of the things I really liked about it. Have you had a chance to try any of the food in the area, any of the restaurants? Yeah, when, uh, I, I got this tradition where I go to uh, the Cajun Queen. Which is a bit outside. It's a uh, year to drive there. Every year uh, when I come here to Charlotte. Uh, but yeah, I tried many places around here, like Merck's, the, the soul food place. And, uh, uh, I think I had Chinese for the first time here in Charlotte 10 years ago. How was it? It was good. I've never had Chinese before, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I said, oh, that's not. I've been missing out for many oh, years. Oh yeah. Oh, that's one of my go-tos for and sure. Now, and now, since then, I had you know uh, Vietnamese, I had uh, Thai. I, I, I like I like Oriental. All the foods here are good. I agree with you on that. They yeah. can't do anything wrong with the food here. Well, I know you're super busy. 
Francesca, thank you so much for spending a few moments with me here thank at you. Heroes Con 2017, the 35th anniversary. Yes. And good luck to you, sir. Please get some sleep. Yeah, I will. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Well, that wraps up my experience at Heroes Con 2017, the 35th anniversary. It was my first Heroes Con and certainly won't be my last. I definitely want to be there again next year. I enjoyed it a lot. It was a very, very good convention. Very well run, very comfortable hotel accommodations, very convenient to get to, and a lot of great people there. And it's all creators, writers, artists, editors, publishers. But you don't see stars of TV, film, and cartoons. What you see are writers and creators only. And even Charlotte itself is a wonderful place. And I hope I can go again, maybe a little longer, for the whole weekend and get a chance to see some of the area as well. Because I was really just tied to the hotel and the convention. But there's a lot there to explore. And I do want to have a chance to check that out. Maybe I'll take the fan with me next time. Well, let me know what you think about this podcast. And don't forget, coming up Monday, Jim Shooter former editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, founder of Valiant, founder of Defying Comics, founder of Broadway Comics, and he has something new in the works. So I'll be speaking about that on the podcast. We're going to learn all about it. If you like what you hear, contact me at Creator Talks Pod. That's at Creator Talks Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Rate and write a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And you can always contact me through my website, creatortalks.com. That's creatortalks.com. You can send me an email from the site. And don't forget to tell your friends and people that like comic books and comic book creators about the podcast. Don't miss a single one. Subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And it is all free. So, I'm really tired. It's been a long weekend. So I'm going to get some rest and caught up on my reading for Creator Talks. I'm Christopher Calloway. Until next time.